Hi, I'm Dr. Rebecca Sherburn, the Director of Vocal Studies at Chapman University in Southern California. This video is part of a series presented by Virtual Sheet Music. In previous videos, we've spent time on alignment, breathing, and phonation, which is the term we use to describe the vibrating of the vocal folds inside the larynx. This vibrating gives us a specific pitch, but without a chamber to amplify the vibrations, we just have a buzz, no real vocal sound. So, if you took the head off right here and put air over the vocal folds, it would sound sort of like this. That sound, as fun as it is, lacks resonance, has no amplification. So today, we're going to talk about vocal resonance and the amplification process in singing. And then I'll show you some vowel tuning exercises designed to increase resonance and amplification. Technically, for a sound to be resonant, there has to be a relationship between two bodies. They need to vibrate at the same frequency or a multiple thereof. In this case, the two bodies we're referring to are the vocal folds, which are vibrating at a given rate, say 440 vibrations per second, this A, and the open space in the mouth and throat, which must be shaped or tuned to respond to 440 vibrations per second, the frequency of the note A. So this, the space in the mouth and throat, has to be in the correct configuration to reflect the vibrations coming off of the vocal folds below. It doesn't sound really all that complicated until we consider how we move the mouth and throat, our resonators, to communicate. So a piano has a set resonator, the body. Its shape never changes, and therefore it always sounds like a piano, but it can't speak. Same thing with a flute. The resonator of a flute, the tube, doesn't change shape. We can change the pitch of the flute by altering the length of the tube, but we can't make a flute speak. Of course, we could speak into the tube of a flute, its resonator, but that's not a talking flute. Is this making any sense? I hope so. No other instrument can articulate words, only the human voice. And here is where the voice gets rather complex. In order to sing words, our resonator, like the body of the piano or the tube of the flute, has to alter its shape. It has to move around. The human resonator gyrates, it gesticulates like crazy. Maybe go on YouTube and look at an MRI of someone singing or speaking. What's going on in there as we sing and speak is absolutely amazing. Good thing we don't learn to sing and speak by observing an MRI. We learn to sing and speak by listening, imitating, and memorizing the feeling of forming vowels. We rely on muscle memory to speak and sing with resonance. So we sing on the vowels, which are then interrupted by the consonants. Different vowels are formed by changing the position of the tongue and lips. The tongue can be high in front, that gives us an E vowel, or high in back, that gives us an U vowel. There are five primary vowels, and the tongue moves like this as we say them. This hand represents the front lower teeth from the side. This hand represents the tongue from the side, 
and the throat. So here's a demonstration of how the tongue position moves for the five primary vowels. E, A, A, O, U. Also at the same time, the lips play a part in forming vowels. They're somewhat lateral on E and A, somewhat neutral on A, and they round for O and U. To have a resonant sound, the space in the throat and mouth, the vowel, has to be exactly right given the pitch or the frequency we are sustaining. We learn to have an even resonant sound by muscle memory. So, here are a few tips to assist us as we learn this. In general, when we breathe, the jaw needs to rotate gently down and slightly back. The tongue needs to rest behind the bottom front teeth unless we're using it for a consonant. And the throat expands slightly as in the beginning of a yawn. All of this happens as we breathe. All at one time, those three things happen together. Today I have some vowel tuning exercises to share, which are designed to aid in resonance. We'll start with ah, a neutral vowel, and work on relaxing the jaw. I call this exercise, huh, aha. You exhale on a dumb expression saying, huh, as if you just don't understand something. That should rotate the jaw gently down and back. Huh? Just let it hang there. Now run your tongue along the back of your bottom teeth and let it rest there. In that position, suddenly you understand. Take a breath like you're going to say, aha, I got it. That's kind of the yawn part of this. So let's put that all together. Exhale, huh? Inhale on the feeling of aha. And then sing. Ah, huh? You can keep going up the scale and experience that relaxed jaw, tongue position, and the little lift in the back that comes from the idea, aha, I got it. So that's what I call, huh, aha, an exercise to relax the jaw and tongue and find a little bit of space in the back for optimal resonance. Moving on, we're going to do a one-note exercise where we alternate vowels. E is inserted between every one of the five vowels. This vowel tuning exercise orients us toward the fine vibrations in the mask, which are usually easy to find on an E vowel because the tongue is high in the front. It goes like this. Again, exhale on ha, huh. inhale on the idea of aha, ha. Huh. We change the position of the tongue and lips while staying fairly still with the jaw. If the jaw stays still and the tongue gently lays near or on the bottom front teeth, we can feel fine, consistent vibrations up here in the mask. Most of the time, when we feel mask vibrations, the result will be a forward resonant sound. So finger on your chin to help it stay still. Same exercise. Huh? It might 
help you to put an M on as we start this vowel tuning exercise. Nasal consonants like M are helpful when we work on resonance because they allow us to feel the vibrating in the sinus and it helps us regulate air pressure. We don't want too much air pressure down here. We want some of it in the mouth. And we do that by taking a deep, relaxed inhale and using the muscles of the abdominal wall for the exhale. So, the same exercise with an M. Ha, me, you, ha, me, you, ha, me, you, ha, me, you. The last exercise helps us tune the resonator as we ascend and descend the scale modifying vowels. Going up, as we drop the jaw further and further, the vowel will change. Going back down, as we close the jaw, the vowel will change again. This gradual opening and closing of the jaw will modify the vowels and keep resonance continuous. So watch this glide and you'll hear the E vowel modify. The tongue stays in E, the jaw opens and closes. Let's do some glides together. The E will modify towards A, then E, and then really high, it goes all the way towards A. And the pattern will reverse as you come back down the scale, closing the jaw. Be sure to feel your tongue on the bottom front teeth. exercise. This is a famous nine-note exercise which teachers use because the vowels selected naturally help us learn to modify vowels in ascent. It goes like this. Huh? recap of this topic, resonance. Resonance occurs mostly in the mouth and throat, a little bit in the nose. This space has to be in the correct shape to amplify the vibrations coming off of the vocal folds. In order to sing words, our resonators, the mouth and throat, have to alter their shape. They have to move around a lot. Further complicating this skill set, we alter the shape of the resonators as we approach and leave consonants. Yikes! <laughs> so it takes time to sing with consistent resonance. A good resonance sound is learned working on vowels by feel. Record yourself, listen back, and you'll hear when the sound is resonant and the vowels match. So next time, we'll take a look at articulation, spending a lot of time on the tongue, blah, 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 because it is really, really difficult to manage. But for now, stay on the vowel.
Bye.